Hello, I'm Renee Barabow. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Hi, I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Well, I know this is a little bit after the fact, but I suppose we should celebrate our mothers all the time. Uh, Sandra and I thought we would talk about mothers today because what, what came up for me was a, a few weeks ago, my mom got an infection and went to the hospital. And while she was there, she got a secondary infection. And it was the first time in my over 60 years that I realized that, you know, I just always think my mom's, you know, kind of a moving target over there in Maine, you know, for me to have all of my feelings and relationships with. And I realized that, that, you know, that life is impermanent and that, that if, how would I felt if, if something had happened and I realized that I needed to come to terms with, you know, what was my real relationship with my mother? And since it was Mother's Day this past weekend, we thought we'd do a show on mothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, um, I just, I don't want to say, I don't know what the word is. I just um, um, acknowledged, honored the anniversary of my mother's death. My mother uh, died um uh, six years ago, but very close to this particular time. And um, it was really interesting because I had a real talking relationship with my mother where my mother talked to me about her childhood. My mother had a really terrible childhood and she had a very, very... Um, uh, challenged relationship with her her own family which never got resolved when she died and um i gave so much love to my mother i loved her so much but i realized that there were still a lot of unspoken words and as renee um is saying um, we have to realize that there are people in our lives that aren't going to be here forever. And this is one of those times I'm noticing, you know, there are different times on the planet. Of course, we have the COVID, but I'm actually talking non-COVID right now. Um, I, in just the past week, I think I've lost three or four friends, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm dealing right now, I'm dealing with how I don't do endings, how I personally don't do endings. My whole life has been a challenge of how to end a job, how to end a relationship, how to say goodbye to somebody who's dying, how to say goodbye to a phase of life. And our parents trust me, and I know Renee has more to say about this, our parents, there are regrets that, that come in that follow you through your life if you don't say what you want to say. And I did the best I could with my mom. And um, when she was no longer speaking, I said everything I ever needed to say, more of an apology of how I heard her when I left Brooklyn when I was 18 years old. Hmm. Yeah, 
I guess I should have learned how to dance better with this because I lost my father very early in life. I was in my 30s. And I do remember going back to do a great side amends to him. And, you know, he wasn't always the nicest guy. But on my mother, I just I think I just projected everything about about my life to her. And I was so relieved a few years ago. I wrote this book called The Shaman Chef, How Cooking Saved My Life. And in her mind, it's it's an Sami's here. She likes this mother topic. It's an expose of of how, you know, all the unjustness that was done to me as a child. It hasn't really been published, but it was a really pivotal point in my relationship with my mother because all of a sudden she said, that's not the story. That's only your part of the story. And so I'm there like, well, you could tell me your part of the story. I said, because in my world, this was, this has shaped my entire life. And for those of you who have this, you know, long told story to yourself, when I started to really get my mother's perspective on some of the story that I held so near and dear to my heart, I realized that I only did have a part of the story. And it was my truth. I was sticking to it. But it was when our, our relationship started to heal. So when Winds of Spirit came out, my mom asked me, and it was the first time ever she had expressed a need to me, was like, do you think you could take those first few chapters of your other book off your website so I can tell my friends to go over and see your book? So, I mean, German, Swedish, you know, they don't talk about their feelings so much over there. And so that was like really huge for her. But it, it broke down. A, I watched that our relationship had shifted to a new place because I was there like, absolutely. You know, and for years I held on. Oh, no, this is my story. I'm not. But then it was like, yeah, absolutely. If that would make you feel better, I can do that. Yeah, my mom, she always used to say to me, you only remember the bad things. <laughs> you don't remember everything that I did for you. Now, I just want to preface this because I want people to understand that my mother and I and my father and I had an amazing relationship. Um, it was too amazing, actually, because I got too attached I got so attached to them. People have said, have actually said to me that they've never met anybody as attached to their parents as I was. And so one of the things that I'd like to say to everybody is everybody, a lot of people who haven't been through a lot of losing of friends and parents um, go, well, um, you know, I've grieved them so much while they're alive that I'm done with my grief when they're gone. Uh -huh. And that's that is a, a that is a prevalent belief in our culture that if you grieve a person before you die, you finish your grief process. You know, in our culture, we're always trying to how how quick can we get our processes done so we can move on with life. And I can tell you, I took care of my parents for four and a half years. I cried every day. Nobody can say, not one person on the planet can say I didn't grieve my parents while they were alive. Four and a half years, I cried every single day. 
And then when they died, that didn't even touch my grief. Mm-hmm. It didn't even touch my grief. And although I was attached to my parents um, and my mom in um, what could be called a, an unhealthy way, um, that grief, we all experience some form of grief when our parents leave. And um it is important. Grief has its own life. It has its own process. But what I think what Renee is saying is this is a time because that weaves into the grief process if you have a lot of unfinished business. And one of the things I teach in my death and dying workshops, and those workshops are um, available for you from all the teachers I've trained, which are hundreds of them, (laughs) on shamanicteachers.com. And in that workshop, we actually teach you how to journey back to a loved one who died to finish up your unfinished business. And it could be a cat, a dog, a parrot, um, doesn't matter, a tree. But from a shamanic point of view, we always have access to beings because there's no time and there's no life, there's no death. What we're experiencing from a shamanic point of view is an illusion So we always have that opportunity to speak to those who we still have unfinished business with, but why not do it now? Why not? Why wait for a journey? Well, while you said that, I'm thinking, okay, maybe Sandra will take us on a little journey. Not as complicated as that one, maybe just to just to look at something that we have unfinished to say this week because I too lost a really dear friend of mine this week and I was really and this is just goes back to cleaning up your own side of the street she was clear I'm done I'm ready to go and she was gone in a minute like you know in a minute of a span of her life I suppose it was a couple of short days and a month since she was diagnosed and one of the things that I noticed is that, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of communicating with her son. And when she left, she was done with that, too. I, I'd never I had never seen a, such a clean departure out of all the departures I've ever witnessed. But she's like nowhere to be found. She was done with this plane. She was done. I'm out of here. Yeah, I hope I taught him enough because now it's up to him. all righty then (laughs) my father made one of those journeys he my father we had such a close relationship my father is who took care of me and um when he died he he had the worst few months the hospice said they never saw anything like it he really I, he really, I don't, I don't know what it was, and it affected my health, and it affected my connection with Source and the spirits to watch what my father had to go through. But when he finally went, this man shot out, and other psychics saw it, my husband saw it, I saw it, um, everybody saw it. He shot out 
like the fastest bullet. There couldn't have been a fastest bullet on the planet to get back to source to because I think he was afraid somebody was going to try and pull him back. Mm. And this man, he he trained for the Olympics when he was young. He was an athlete. He he did the the greatest sprint to source so that he could never be found again by another human being. <laughs> you know, and maybe that would be an ideal goal to be so clear that you're done with this lifetime that, you know, and and if you have loved ones like a mother or something, you know, to have those important conversations and whether, why you can. Yeah. Because even though I was sitting and I remember, and I didn't even know, I didn't have this planned. You can't plan this stuff. I decided to take a drive up the Mohawk Trail and I ended up driving all the way, like for a whole eight hours and ended up at my dad's grave reading this letter to him that I had written as part of an amends process. And I didn't even know, Sandra, but it was the anniversary of his death. Oh, my goodness. It just was like I happened to be on the East Coast in the fall because I love to go in the leaves. And and then I'm like looking and I'm there like you can't plan this stuff. So and and one thing you did mention that no one can understand the level of a grief when I hate I, I was in the process of hating my father when he died because I was 30 ish. All that stuff was coming up. And yet, three weeks after his death, there was such a a, a visceral mm. grief is visceral, and we don't, you know, we think it's something else, but it's a visceral thing. Like all of a sudden, a you know, an organ is removed type of thing, and you know, in this culture, we just don't do much with it. I remember being in Chile once, and Luz Clara telling us that in her in in the Mapuche tribe, the women wear black for a year. Mm. so that people know that they're grieving that mm -hmm. it's a whole cycle we we want to get it done you know sit shiva eat and move on and you know that's just not the way of that and especially at the loss of a parent because our mother's lineage goes back all the way to the first mother or two right and we, we forget that we're grieving for the whole lineage not just one little mother. So I, I hope you celebrated your mother this Mother's Day. And Sandra, do you want to do us on a little a journey? To yeah, absolutely. So um, meeting people after they die is not work that no. I'm willing to teach on the Shaman's Cave. It's an advanced, it's very advanced work. And so I'm going to put in my plug, which I'll put in a plug on every show because we're really having a problem right now on my website with um, people showing up. We're doing Zoom. We're limiting to a very short, um, to six people so that everybody in the group as well as the teacher can watch you do a healing and give you feedback. Everybody in the group can give you feedback. So there's no private work. There's no private anything. Everything you do in the workshop is watched and then um, not judged, but given good um, feedback of how you can improve your work. 
And so advanced healing is not a joke. It's, um, it's tens of thousands of years old. It's really needed. I, I really want people to sign up for advanced healing classes. We need people doing soul retrievals again. We need extraction. We need psychopomp work. And during the COVID, for obvious reasons, a lot of these workshops couldn't go on or people found people who were willing because they needed the money to teach these advanced um, methods with no training. And so um, we're really looking at um, we're looking at so many crises on the planet. But one of the crises that we're looking at is that people will do anything for money and are willing to hurt anyone. And with shamanic healing work, clients can get hurt. So I ask if you're interested in advanced healing work, train with somebody. They didn't necessarily have to train with me. I'm not the only shaman on the planet who trains people, but I give a rigorous training. And so check out shamanicteachers.com if you're interested in learning how to communicate with the dead. If you're interested in learning how to do psychopomp work, which is helping people cross over from this life into the transcendent realms. So for now, we're not meeting anybody who's deceased. What all we're doing is we're going inside of ourselves and reflecting on our connection with our mothers. Hmm. And even if your mother is deceased, um, it's still a powerful time where you can go out and do a ceremony where you bring a flower out to the land and you talk to your mother and you tell her what's on your mind of what you got in this journey. So just remember that from a shamanic point of view, spirit is eternal and you always have the possibility to speak to someone. So go inside yourself as I drum and think about, just reflect on something that you would like to share with your mother. It doesn't have to be an amends. It could be how much you loved her and how much you appreciated her being your mom and in your life. And um, this is an important thing for you to say to bring closure um, into your relationship. So here we go. Go within and reflect on an issue that you would like to speak about.
So start to bring your awareness back to the space that you're in right now. Place your hands on your heart to bring in love for yourself as well as for your mother, as well as for the earth, as well as for all the female ancestors who went through so much so that we may have love. Let's just say thank you to our mothers and to the feminine for the life that they brought to us. That was beautiful. Yeah, um, our connections to our ancestors. I always have this with my eye curtain. <laughs> I just hang it off the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just, I don't know. Um, the more I was able to talk to my parents before they died, it's not exactly like it uh, did anything for my grief. I still had the grief, but I know I said what was in my heart, and that was really important. And mm -hmm. I think it's important to all of us to have that level of communication because what people are talking about right now and what I'm teaching about right now is how disconnected we are from ourselves from spirit, uh, from the earth, and, and the web of life, and that everything for our healing right now needs to be focused on who do we want to reconnect with and how do we reconnect. So I know that some of you have decided not to reconnect with your mothers. I get a lot of emails around that. But for those of you who are ready, this is a blessing um, to yourself, to your family, and to the earth. Mm -hmm. And to your community as well. Uh, speaking of um, training, I have a training that starts uh, next week, and it's the Windwork Basics. And it's a really great um, foundational shamanic course. I guess in the past I've been hesitant to use that word and we're going to probably talk about that a little bit but the it is a shamanic course we every every week we do a journey every week we learn to integrate uh, uh to, we, basically it's a course about how to start to move your life from a linear landscape into a more uh, cyclical um, world and how to basically to start to live by the seasons of your own soul and it begins on Tuesday so if you're interested there's a link in this week's email or look on the website and and, and it's a really great training and it gets you going on that personal work mm, nice yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to start, um, I'm actually starting a new book and I've created my sacred space and my house. But when I write a new book, I can't teach and write at the same time. 
So um, I've been advertising and promoting on on um, the emails, um, Healing with Spiritual Light um, through Sounds True, which is my medicine for the Earth course. But I'm going to start uh, changing that to promoting a course on shamanic journeying that I taught for the Shift Network that prepares people to jump into all these courses that people are teaching where journeying is part of it, this teaches you step-by-step step how to journey and what the spirit world is is about. So um, for those of you who are listening who are fascinated by shamanic journeying, I do have a beautiful evergreen course that I'm going to start promoting. Great. So you can look for that in the email, too. And then follow us over at YouTube and the Shaman's Cave on Facebook. And um, and if you want to be on our mailing list, go over to shamanstv.com and sign up there. And and then you'll get every time we drop a new show, you'll get it right in your inbox. So that's probably the easiest way. And if you like ads free, go over to SoundsCloud or Apple iTunes, you know, the podcast store, Apple, and you can listen to it for without commercials as well. And I want to say that a lot of our listeners are like me, as uncomputer savvy as they come. And so I'm getting emails from people on, I can't find a show. How do you find a show? I went to Shaman's TV and I don't know how to find the show. So I didn't know how to find the show either. So I I just... I'd put it in the search and it came right up. So for those of you, because I'm, I'm really being overwhelmed with emails from the Shaman's Cave, I, I can't find the show that you're talking about. I can't find the show. I can't find the show. Put it in the search button on shamanstv.com and the show will pop up. <laughs> well, that's great. And then I think if you sign up, you get year one and, you know, we've kind of made a, a library, too, of it. But thank you. We really appreciate that you even care to look for the shows. And we're, we're grateful that you're here and we love doing this. So we will see you again next week. We love you. Take care. Have a beautiful week. Love you, Renee. Thank you.